joining us today for Calkine Media's podcast. We have Michael Hodson, the CEO of Cerebi Gold. Welcome, Mike. Well, thank you very much. Good morning to you both. Yeah, good morning. So, Mike, before we get into the details for the exciting year coming up for you, we would want you to apprise our listeners about what is Cerabi Gold. Well, we're a, 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 a modest but a high-grade gold producer in northern Brazil, in the state of Pará, a very mining-friendly state. Uh, we're mining high-grade gold from uh, an area called the Tapajós, which is a big artisanal gold field that's seen something like about 30 million ounces of gold produced in the, the last 30 years, mostly from artisanal mining. And we're the only hard rock producer in the region. We've been there on and off in a in a, in two two or three various forms uh, for the last 15 years. So we really have um, first mover advantage. We're very sort of committed to the region and. Uh, we're well. Uh, we're, we're, we have great relationships with the local communities and the mining communities and all the federal and state governments because we are, as I say, the, the one and only company up there. Um, and uh, we've been producing now. We put the mine back into production in 2014, and we've been now been producing about 40,000 ounces uh, there or thereabouts the last three or four years. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're um, uh, high-grade gold, northern Brazil, um, quality ounces. Sure, that sounds exciting. Uh, so, Mike, an eventful year has passed, uh, you know, with record production and there are various positive developments that have come into light for Cerebi Gold. What do you see as milestone for 2020? Well, as I just said, we've been doing 40,000 ounces now for about there or thereabouts the last four years. And the really question has always been what next? And as we are very committed to the region, as I've said, uh, we acquired the Coringa asset uh, around two years ago, which is a very, very similar deposit to our current operation, Polito Complex. So we see it as a, a really very comfortable way for us to basically duplicate our production and go from 40 to 80. It's a very similar deposit, same geology, same mining approach, same processing, etc. So we're essentially just repeating what we've done, a real cookie cutter approach. So we are in the process of permitting that at the moment. It's had a BFS done on it. It's had a PEA done on it. And uh, we hope to begin to go into, uh, put, go underground with that particular deposit uh, in this, during this year uh, and start the underground mine, which will help de-risk it even more and continue the, pro- the permitting to get the process plan built. That, that's over at Coringa, our, our new project. At our current mine, Polito Complex, we are optimizing. Uh, in the process plant, we are we are a plant-constrained operation, and one of the biggest things we've just put in this year has been an ore sorter, and that's going to really allow us to get more ounces through our process plant uh, going forward. It's a way of actually screening out waste uh, and liberating much-needed plant capacity uh, to allow us to feed more ore and get more ounces through our plant. And the third big push this year is uh, we are doing an aggressive drill program, particularly over at Sao Chico, one of our satellite uh, ore bodies, to uh, try to expand the resource there and actually use the extra ounces which we're going to liberate, or capacity, use the extra capacity we're going to liberate with the ore sorter, uh, pick up that uh, capacity by adding more ounces of production from Sao Chico, which would be a result of that drilling campaign. So uh, that's that's a three, three, three big pushes for us, Coringa, ore sorter and resource expansion of Sao Chico. Sure. So we would be covering all of these three developments. Uh, but as of now, new year means new funding for businesses. So how significant is this latest endorsement of Greenstone Resource? Well, it's very important, particularly with Coringa, because uh, the final payment, acquisition payment for that particular project 
uh, has to be made before the end of the first quarter. And uh, we certainly wouldn't want, we certainly wouldn't feel comfortable about spending serious money down there until we knew it was 100% ours. So uh, that's uh, that huge sort of uh, endorsement by one of our larger shareholders to actually uh, uh, put in a $12 million convertible loan into the company allows us to make that final property payment. Coringa asset is then ours, which means that we can then start spending our money on our asset. So that, that's the most important thing about that particular uh, money coming in. So that, that, that's the key on that one. Sure. So while uh, talking about Coringa project, if you could please throw some light on the latest developments and process of licensing for Coringa. Well, uh, this interview is very timely because yesterday we actually had our much-awaited, anticipated public hearing. That's the opportunity where all the local stakeholders uh, attend a meeting. We had over 600 people in the nearest town in uh, called Novo Progresso in Paras State attend that. That's a that's a, a town very near the Coringa project where we actually employ quite a few people. So we do enjoy great uh, community support. Uh, as I said, we've been in the region mining with Palito for a number of years. So we are very, although we're not a big company locally, we are a big company. Um, so we had that public hearing yesterday. And uh, <clears throat> although one doesn't get a result of the public hearing, the public hearing did occur uh, very successfully, um, so we, we we now in, we now anticipate that the state environmental agency will actually uh, recommend to the courts that the license, the preliminary license, which is the hardest license to get, uh, will be uh, will be granted to us. Uh, in, we would expect within the next one to two months. Uh, and once you get the preliminary license, that's the license to which you've actually proven that you have satisfied all your environmental, your social, technical, all of these issues have now basically been signed off on. So after that, the next two licenses, uh, you then apply, you then submit what's called basic engineering. That's an application. It's basically your mine and plant design. You then apply for that to, again, to the environmental agency. Uh, and that's essentially how you're going to construct the mine. Uh, and that, that, that we're already well underway with that. So the minute we get the preliminary license, hopefully, in the next sort of one to two months, we'll immediately um, submit those uh, the application for the construction license. And we would hope to get the construction license by the end of Q2, early Q3. And that is the green light for us to start building the process plant. The process plant is already in place at Coringa. It's not assembled. It's on the floor in pieces. Uh, we'll be able to actually start constructing that sort of Q, Q, Q4, I would say, late Q3, Q4 next year, uh, this year, sorry. Uh, and it will take approximately 12 months, we would imagine, to actually build the uh, Coringa plant. We know that because we've already done it at Polito five years ago. So we would anticipate um, being ready to switch that plant on at the end of Q3 in 2021 and start a little bit of gold production at the very end of uh, year 2021. But before we can do that, we get the final sign-off, which is what's called the operating license, so uh, which is the LO. So LP first, hopefully in two months followed by the installation license, hopefully before the end of Q, before the end of Q3 this year, and then finally the operating license at the end of next year. So when we talk about the current quarter, the new ore sorter was supposed to be commissioned in this quarter and the operation from the start of the second quarter. So how is this plan going and what contribution are you expecting from it? Well, it's going very well. I've, uh, I've, I'm actually in the process of generating a video which will be up on our website on Monday, hopefully. Oh, so, right. so listeners, 
listeners are going to be able to actually go straight to Sarabi, Sarabi, www.sarabigold.com and they'll be able to see uh, a video of that all sorts of working with me explaining exactly what it does. Um, it's it's commissioning. It's going really well. Um, we uh, we we sort of received it in pieces at the end of last year, and we've spent the last two three months assembling it. And uh, we've had the manufacturers at site uh, helping us commission it and calibrate it over the last sort of uh, two or three weeks. And we are using it to basically process um, lower grade palita wool, which is the most diluted material. Why are we putting this all sorter in? The reason is we are a, a mill-constrained operation at Polito. So what, what limits us to 40,000 ounces of gold production at the moment at Polito is plant capacity. And whilst it would be very simple just to add more plant capacity, we do have, we are mining very high-grade narrow-vein ore bodies. And despite trying to mine, making best efforts to mine these as, as well as we possibly can, in, in unavoidably a degree of waste rock just gets into the ore stream and therefore you know goes to the plant and that is actually just essentially constipating our process plant with 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 granite waste rock which actually we don't make any money out of so mm -hmm. the ore sort is all about trying to eliminate this material entering the uh, the process plant so after crushing we can use this ore sorter which can sort on either color or on density and we can screen out some of that waste and liberate some of that much needed valuable plant capacity uh, and then of course it, that obviously means we're feeding the process plant with less tonnage at a higher grade so in a sense the same ounces so that's a cost saving but more importantly it actually liberates the capacity to add more production ounces more ore so uh, that, that that's the high of the idea now we're not anticipating we've given ourselves some sort of wriggle room and um we're not anticipating that we're actually going to get much of a, uh, a contribution from the ore sorter in q1 so we'll expect more of the same in q1 so you know a typical annualized 10,000 ounces more or less for q1 we would say nine to ten thousand ounces but we hope in q2 q3 and q4 we will get a contribution from that ore sorter um, so we'll be increasing our ounces to maybe about 11,000 ounces per quarter, 11,500 ounces. So we're, we're anticipating a, a production of this year in the region of 45,000 ounces, a, a sort of an increase, a 10% increase on last year's, last year's numbers. So uh, that'll be uh, a modest, but, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a very significant increase because those are bottom line numbers. Those, the, the actual mining cost isn't really changing, the process cost isn't really changing, but we're generating 5,000 more ounces, which is essentially $6 million more revenue, and that literally uh, a very little additional cost. So it's a, it's huge. It's a huge uh, difference for us. Sean, that sounds promising, Mike. Uh, so the next development that I'd really want to talk about is Sao Chico, of course, we know. And there are some initial positive results that we've all been hearing. And so how has the drilling program been progressing after that? Well, it's been, it, it's, in terms of results, it's been great. Uh, we've we've, we've uh, certainly had some very nice intersections and we just step it. So if you can imagine the, the main structure at Sao Chico and the main vein where we're mining, uh, it, it's, it's, we're just basically going out, we, we're just extrapolating or we're doing what's called step-out drilling along strike, just continuing the ore body and seeing if we can, uh, beyond the current mine limits, to see if we can extend the mine going east and west and also at depth. So it, it's open in all directions. So that's exactly what we're doing. And as we're going, we're, 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 the, so far the results have been very good, I would say, of, uh, of uh, sort of the holes drilled so far. 70% have been hits and 30% have been misses. So um, 
when I say misses, it doesn't miss the structure, but we don't have such good rates. So that rate of return is, is great. So if we continue on that trend, uh, I would say in about three or four months when that drill program begins to wind down, we'll have a very healthy uh, increase in our resource, uh, which would be uh, which would hopefully trigger a new independent resource estimate uh, in, in sort of early Q3. My only criticism, I would say, at this stage is the drilling rates are rather slow. We're a bit disappointed with the, uh, the, the performance of the contractor. Uh, they are going a bit slow, but needless to, but nevertheless, we are getting good results. So hopefully uh, it might take a little longer than I originally mm -hmm. thought, but uh, the, results are, the results are going well. And we have to sort of cut the guys a bit of slack. It, it is the rainy season, so uh, it's, not, it's not the easiest uh, sort of conditions to be drilling in at the moment. But um, results, yeah, going, going very nicely. So, And Sao Chico is... The reason we chose Sao Chico particularly is because uh, the mining there is is quicker and easier. It's more mechanized, so that's where we probably see our production growth. And and again, I, I, I we tend to see that Palito, the Palito body, where we're mining high grade narrow veins, we will continue to re replenish the reserve out of resources on an annualized basis quite comfortably. But the step change in terms of resource growth will probably more likely come from South Chico, where we're mining a wider ore body, uh, and it, it's certainly uh, and, and we've got some terrific geophysical anomalies, which are only three or four kilometres away from South Chico, which essentially look like new ore bodies. So if we we begin to drill those too, so we, we think the the the, the the biggest bang for our buck in terms of resource expansion is probably going to come from South Chico. That's why we're focusing the drilling there. Uh, that's that's the main reason. Sure, thanks for that, Mike. So uh, with this new year coming in, I think we would want to know how the company plans to settle the acquisition of the Shaplow resources. You know, with the new financing and new cash flows, how do you plan to do that? Well, that's that's really exactly uh, as I pointed out at the beginning that the the, the the Greenstone uh, convertible loan will will immediately sure. basically just be, it'll be twelve million in, twelve million out, and that'll be Chaplow Resources, one hundred percent Sarabis. That's it. In terms of going forward um, for the for the rest of this year, we we've got we're sitting on about forty million dollars cash at the end of twenty nineteen. Uh, we also have, in terms of having that convertible loan, we also have an outstanding loan with um, with Sprott Asset Lending, which was a stand, standing a little over $6 million at the end of 2020. We've reduced it a bit more since in January, but that's still a, a, bit, under, a bit under $6 million. We will immediately, on taking up the Greenstone loan, settle that debt with Sprott, so we'll pay them six out of our $40 million cash we have in the bank. And then we'll use our existing, our remaining cash plus our cash flow from our operations and continue to make a little bit of money. We will use that to basically start the underground mine at Coringa and get into get into the underground development there. We'll continue to use that cash flow um, to actually fund the drill program we're still doing at Polito as well. But we'll be we'll be funding the the immediate sort of um, pros, uh, progress at Coringa from our from our current from our current cash flows. I think the um, in, in, in terms of going forward, um, we would probably use, uh, we would get, we'll get to the point when we get the construction decision, the, the installation license at Coringa, probably towards the end of this year, we would certainly need some additional financing um, uh, to, to complete the construction of Coringa. But certainly in the short term, we, 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 we're, our funding's good. So uh, when it comes to Palito, now talking about the cash flow that has been generating from this, how comfortable is the financing situation for the company at the present? And 
what are the expected financing requirements that could come in the way forward? Well, uh, yeah, as I said, the um, for the foreseeable, for, for certainly for 2020, what for 2020, uh, we can obviously settle the acquisition of Chaplow with the Greenstone loan. We can pay off the Sprott debt out of out of our current cash. And we can actually do all the things we're doing this year, which is starting Coringa Underground and continuing the drilling up Peter, all from our current cash flow uh, generation. That's it. Um, I think we can do that right the way through to the end of the year. But when we get to the point of um, construction ready and ready to assemble that process plant at Coringa, the cash flows from Polito alone will not be sufficient to um, allow us to build Coringa. So we'll probably at that point be, we, we will be looking at funding to complete the construction. One of the big advantages of going underground at Coringa is to further de-risk the, the, that greenfield asset and with that the intention will be to go to lenders uh, and, and look for, for debt finance to, to complete, the, uh, to, to complete the, um, the construction and what money will be needed. Now of course we can say uh, and I, 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 you know, depends where we, you put your pin in the pin in the map on the gold price. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the cash flows we're going to generate from Polito for the next sort of nine, twelve months can be very variable. If we get a run on the gold price, then that amount of lending that we might need yeah. could be considerably less. So that that's the that's the beauty of this. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, while I listened to you talk about the gold prices, so with the steady rise in gold prices that we have. What do you think, would there be a positive impact that this might have on the Coringa Gold project? I mean, how does this impact the project? Well, uh, we know we're going to need something like $24, $25 million capital to put Coringa into production. The early startup, which we're going to do out of cash flow, which is this year, which is starting underground mine, is probably going to, probably going to eat into that 25 about four or four million dollars. So, in a way, we're paying for the first twenty-five million dollars capex with our own money, with 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 our cash flow from current operations. So, at least twenty at the end of the year. Of course, if 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 gold price continues to rise and we enjoy uh, a favourable exchange rate, which for us is probably even more significant, the rei to dollar exchange rate. Uh, we might find that our uh, our cash needs in terms of to complete the construction of Korea could be could be considerably less. So it, it's hugely um, um, we're hugely sort of um, exp- well exposed in a positive way as, as well as a negative way um, to what the gold price and exchange rate could be. So uh, uh, probably I, I would think we'll still be we'll still be looking for something in the region of twenty million dollars uh, of of funding uh, to build Coringa. Um, the percentage of that is going to come from the operation, the cash flow from operations, and the percentage that's going to come from lending um, remains to be seen. But uh, certainly, with these prices we're enjoying at the moment, um, it, we're, we're going to uh, we're certainly going to enjoy um, a, a good a good contribution from the operation uh, generating cash flow. Sure, Mike. So while uh, so we wish you an exciting year ahead for uh, Sarabi Gold, but we would want to end this by you know. Having your final point of view on what do you expect out of 2020 as a calendar year? What 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 are your expectations? What do you see uh, with Serapi Gold happening in this year? Well, we, as I touched on before, we are focusing our sort of immediate sort of exploration efforts in our tenements in and around Sao Chico and Pelito. Mine site or fr- head frame exploration, as I call it. That's kind of our 
our our, our sort of our objective and uh, we've got a truly enormous package of land with uh, tenements which we we've done very sort of uh, low level exploration on one thing we did last year uh, was a big airborne geophysical survey which is magnet a magnetic geophysical survey an electromagnetic geophysical yeah, survey and it really yeah. showed and it showed us some terrific anomalies and that has got the attention of some pretty large companies who have actually come to site we've actually had rtz to site we've had anglo-american to site we've had nexa to site and we've got anglo-american coming back in uh, march now okay. we're looking at these kind of bigger companies as a basically perhaps joining us with some kind of strategic exploration alliance which will uh, allow us to uh, move those kind of larger sort of um, scale potential projects which 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 kind of need serious money throwing at it think so sort of thing that we just cannot take on we you know we've got our own project to build at Coringa we've got our own expansion plans at Polito and Sao Chico to do so so to take on enormous um, regional exploration programs is, is a bit of a stretch for us so it does allow us to actually keep advancing these we can't stand still with the ground you know that you know you have to keep uh, the turnover going and uh, having an alliance with this company might allow us to fast track that exploration and I think you know there's a fair chance we'll find a lot but probably below the, the threshold for these companies so it could be a way of actually generating advancing generating advancing and generating multiple new projects for us using other people's money so that's uh, <laughs> that can't be can it yeah that is fantastic fantastic michael so we foresee an exciting and eventful year coming up for sarabi gold and we wish you all the best thanks for joining us today appreciate it thank you for your time thank you